Hello, 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 hello. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of All My Single Ladies. Now I know. It's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a minute for me as well. I miss you guys. I miss speaking into my little phone here (laughs) and conversing with you guys and giving you guys all my life business and spilling the tea with you guys but um I'm back um I'm better and yeah I just really wanted to share um or speak with you guys about this topic regarding um singleness and something I think is very important within our seasons of singleness and that is knowing your why before you get into a relationship start dating and get married Now, let me, I'm going to just be very honest with you all. This topic, this conversation may be very um, faith-based because I can only speak to y'all based off of my own personal experiences. And most of y'all know that I am someone who considers herself a woman of God. I am someone who clings to the Bible. Okay. (laughs) I value my relationship with God. I take it very seriously and it's very much a big part of my identity. Um, But to be very honest with you guys, I quite recently almost lost my relationship with God. And I found myself in a position this year in particular where I was fighting. And there was actually a point in time where I wasn't fighting at all to just maintain and have a relationship with God. And that's something that I didn't really experience within the six plus years I've been um, seeking after God and living a life um, that has been submitted to him. This is really the first time I've really went through losing sight of, and and not even a way where I lost sight of him. Like I knew he was always there, um, but more so I was questioning everything. I was questioning my faith, questioning the religion I grew up with, grew up in. I did not know my why, and I never knew how, um, what's detrimental knowing your why is within your spiritual walk with God or even just in life until I went through everything that I went through and in this episode we're going to talk about that I'm going to give y'all the tea of everything that has transpired in my life within the past year and a half or two years um towards the latter end of 2020 and into um this year and how I, I just really hope and I pray that it would help some of y'all. Like, I think this is something that we as young women, young people, we all go through. You know, we all of us have to come to terms and learn what our why is, what is driving us, what's our motivation, what is keeping us disciplined, what is keeping us going. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us knows what it feels like to lose that why and to not no longer know what you're living for. And that feeling of being flipped upside down, <laughs> living aimlessly, just living a life, you know, following the routines of life. Okay, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm going to work. Maybe I'm reading my Bible because I know I probably should, but the words are not leaping off the pla- off the page like they once were. Um, I feel like I've read these same scriptures over and over and they're just not doing anything for me at the moment. Let me tell you, baby, <laughs> it gets better. It gets better the moment you find the true essence of your why. I promise you things will shift. Okay, things will shift in your favor. Um, 
And I just want to be that, you know, be a living, walking, breathing testimony to you guys of what the Lord can do um, when we really allow him to. And we sometimes we lie to ourselves. It's best to be honest. Let me tell you something. Throughout everything that I've gone through, the one thing that I am proud of regarding my journey is the fact that there was never a point in time within every step that I've gone through and within my relationship with God that I ever was fronting with him. I was always very upfront with him. Um, If it was a matter of like, yo, God, I'm not going to lie to you. I really don't feel like praying. I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling reading my Bible. I was always very vocal with him. And though at the time I didn't necessarily know how I was going to get through that season, being vocalizing and opening up to God is everything we need. You know, um, the word says that when we when we don't know what to pray, that's when the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit prays for us. So just the fact that you're vocalizing what you're going through does everything that needs to be done, okay? <laughs> so those are my two cents regarding, you know, being honest with God. Let's dive into um, what I wanted to talk with you guys about and just give you guys a peek of what I've gone through. So, if you guys don't know, well, most of y'all don't know, um, in 2019, I started and I was in my very first real relationship, adult relationship. That relationship lasted for four years. I'm I'm sorry, not four years. Excuse me, four months. (laughs) It was for four months. And um, this was someone that I had believed in my youth, okay, in my youth and in my newness, being wet behind the ears, being a babe in Christ. <laughs> I had believed that God had told me that this man was the man I was going to marry. And we were friends for maybe four years before we actually started dating. And let me just say this. And we can talk about this another in another episode, but make sure you're paying attention to the red flags that are presented before you. My one problem that I think I had um, when I look back, when I reflect, I noticed plenty a plethora of red of red flags when I was friends with this person and I didn't necessarily ignore them I just said to myself oh this is the man that God wants me to marry and he's showing me things that need to be addressed prior to us being married so I would take it to God um, in prayer and just pray about those things I didn't like anticipating a change and a shift and you know I was definitely um interested in potential and I think I ignored a lot of things because I internalized this idea that this was the man that I was going to marry um if you are a young Christian a babe in Christ please be aware of this I at this point know way too many stories of young Christians babes in Christ people who are on fire for Christ but they haven't really been in the word their word that long aren't that um, well acquainted with learning and knowing the voice of God, um, aren't well acquainted with the spiritual realm. Listen, Satan knows what you want, and I have a feeling. I just feel like he has a way of targeting young believers, new believers, um, especially single new believers, because we all hear these crazy stories about how God told someone that this person was their spouse, spouse, and they ended up getting married. We all hear those lovely, beautiful, romantic stories. God ordained marriages and we want that for ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with wanting a God ordained marriage but 
please be careful and mindful that you are a babe in Christ. Receive the advice that older saints, older people are pouring into you. Everyone is not against you. Everyone is not simply just not trying to see y'all together. I get it. I've been there. Listen, if I could go back in time, I would pay attention to the red flags and the wisdom of older people who tried to pour into me. Um, but yes, and I felt like I received that word. Um, I was like 19. I don't even know if I had turned 20 yet when I received that word and I received it. Um, it was something that I was prayerful about and, um, fasted about. Um, and unfortunately I would say due to, um, poor, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I had an older friend in Christ. Um, who I felt was, you know, a lot more seasoned than me. And I feel like she kind of led me astray in a way because what she poured into me was unfortunately a lot of error. Um, And so (laughs) I allowed the idea of this man being my husband and watching this word come into fruition and um, watching God work and shift circumstances and change my life specifically in regards to marriage and being married I allowed that to take over my relationship with God and I did not realize it I did not for years you guys like four years (laughs) I was living a life and it's like I feel like once I received that word, I suddenly focused, like a a new level, a new layer of focus, spiritual focus set in, in my heart and settled in my heart. And at that point, I just was, I was in go, like I was in overdrive and nothing was going to deter my um, focus or to capture my focus other than preparing to be a wife, being a bride of Christ, um, and becoming the woman that was ready and prepared to be married. Marriage became my why. Why is this a problem? <laughs> Let's talk about that. So, in retrospect, a lot of people may think, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you matured earlier. You, you found yourself settling down earlier. You didn't go out with your friends as much as you used to. You were praying more. You were building your relationship with God. Um, any motive, as long as you were on your knees, building your relationship with God is a good thing, right? And, and on one hand, yeah, it was a good thing because I was praying more. Um, I was more intentional about, intentional about what came out of my mouth, the things I was doing, um, the things I was engaging in, the conversation I was engaging in. I was a lot more intentional about that because in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't want to lose that which God has for me. I want everything that God has in his storehouse for me. Um, I believe that God is calling me to be a wife sooner rather than later. And I don't want to miss that. And I think fear also was driving me as well. Because in the back of my head, once again, as a new believer, for whatever reason, I believed that if I didn't act a certain way, if I didn't meet certain marks, if I didn't pray the way I should have prayed, or if I missed a day or had a day off spiritually, um, it would cost me and be comp- and compromise everything that I was working for, everything that I was longing for. I held marriage at this pedestal and I put marriage on this pedestal. And it was almost as if I felt becoming a wife and becoming some man's wife 
spiritually, um, in the church, like everywhere in the world, I had suddenly arrived. And it was this attainable um, goal that I had for myself. So I was really pushing myself um, when it came to developing myself spiritually because they were, um, to me, prerequisites that a woman had to have before she could become a wife and before she could see um, the fruits of a godly marriage and a God-ordained marriage blossoming. And don't get me wrong, those things are all true. (laughs) But it's counterproductive when that is the only thing that is driving me within my relationship with God. I'm only praying to God because I want to be married. (laughs) That means my relationship with God is based off of incentive, not because of love, not because I really want to get to know him, not because I want to dig deeper and understand the cracks and crevices of his heart as he is continually exposing to me the cracks and crevices of my heart. I only want God to expose certain cracks and certain crevices of my heart that will Um, help me to work on those things so that I can then later be a bride or be a wife and be a mother. Baby, there's so much more to life and in life and within our Christian walks and within our relationship with God outside of being married. Let me say that again. There is so much more for us to do many more assignments that have been assigned to us. There are things that God and work that God needs us to do that have nothing to do with being married. So basing my relationship on just, on my relationship with God, on becoming this wife and this bride, it was very counterproductive. (laughs) And imagine my disdain when Four months later, four months into the relationship, I started hearing God speak to me really three months or maybe even two months into the relationship. Okay, let's be honest. Really before the relationship started. But once we were in a relationship and we were pursuing marriage and in active pursuit of marriage and he's asking my father for my hand in marriage and we're looking at rings and we're looking at houses. Four months in, God is starting to speak to me and he's telling me, baby, you're more potent spiritually without him than you are with him. This is a distraction. You're not focused on me the way I need you to be. We're having a bit of a um, Isaac and Abraham situation where I feel you could potentially love the promise more than you love the promise giver. So I need you to get this back to me. Sacrifice it. Put it on the altar. And let me move from there. Now, gratefully... Within, um, very quickly, I would say, I did come to realize (laughs) that this man was not the man. He was not my man that I was going to marry. Um, But looking back, four years of developing a relationship with God that was centered around being married to a man that was not my man. So now what? I'm single. Um... I didn't have a relationship with God outside of being a bride and being a wife. So how do I talk to God? The prayers I used to pray were centered around my husband and my future family and being a wife. I I used to pray for him and the demons that he was battling. So now that I'm single and you're telling me that this man is actually not my man, what do I pray for? How do I pray? What do I pray about? Okay, God, if it's not him, then it must be this guy. And it was a cycle of receiving men 
that weren't my men and grateful gratefully god did not allow that to go on or to transpire for much long or for very long praise god but i didn't know who i was i didn't know what my why was outside of being a wife and like i just said to you guys there's so much more that god has for me and for you to do outside of getting married there's people who need my prayers not just my future husband, not just my spouse. There's friends, friendships who need me, that I need to tend. People that I've been anointed for who need to hear me speak, need to hear my voice, need to hear my story. And I'm silenced because I no longer have any motivation. I no longer have anything driving me in my heart. I I don't know what I'm preaching about. I lost my preach. I was the girl who always had a word for any and everything. You can put me in any scenario. I could see someone zipping up a suitcase and I would have a whole word from you. And suddenly I, I seem to be stripped of that. Fast forward to 2021. I lost sight of my why again. Because at this point, I'm really questioning why God put me through everything that I went through. <laughs> and I'm at, at this point in a very vulnerable state in my relationship with God. Spiritually, I am vulnerable. Fast forward to 2021 and I'm speaking, I'm talking and getting to know this pastor. I'm falling for him. Um, I do want to throw out we were not sharing the same denomination both Christians, two different denominations. I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. He was um, non-denominational, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and this is no shade to him. I just I have to tell y'all how things happened for me to get me to where I am now. I was always someone who was very active in church. Um, when I was in college, I started a collegiate ministry at my church. I went to UNCG, University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And if you don't know anything of Greensboro, North Carolina, the one thing you should know, it, it it's a college town, okay? There's colleges all around Greensboro, North Carolina. You have North Carolina A&T. You have University of North Carolina, Greensboro. You have Guilford College. You have Greensboro College. You have High Point. You have Winston-Salem. All around you is colleges, my church that I went to when I was in college was directly across the street from North Carolina A&T. Prior to me dating my then boyfriend, the man that I thought was the man I was going to marry, I started and <laughs> birthed, oh, God birthed out of me, um, a collegiate ministry in which I was, you know, I was talking to my people, people my age, college students. I lost my preach somewhere along the lines of being single, not knowing my why, not having a relationship with God outside of being someone's wife. I Toxic friendships, spiritual abuse, that's another thing we'll go through or talk about at another time. I lost my preach. I've always been someone to preach. <laughs> I mean, there was a point in time you could not shut me up. I could not read one verse in the Bible without capturing that. You know, I said earlier, I was always someone who always had a word. When I lost my why, I also lost my preach. I had nothing to talk about any longer. 
I didn't understand the seasons that God was taking me through. I didn't understand God. I actually was very hurt by God. Um, But one thing I knew for a long time is that I was definitely called to ministry, specifically within the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Um, So fast forward, I'm talking to this preacher, and he was amazing. Listen, blessings to him. There was a lot that he taught me. And he re- quite literally got sent him to snatch me out of a season that I we can talk about another time. But I did have an experience with him that can further flip me upside down. And at this point, wipes me clean of any why that I may have had lingering or holding had been holding on to. This experience rid me of that. So basically, um, it was a moment where we were talking about our different religions. Um, I was always open about the fact that I was raised Seventh-day Adventist, that at the time I was definitely questioning Adventism and a lot of their doctrines. I've never or was never not truthful about where I was within my walk regarding specifically my religion. Um, But this was the first time um, I guess we really talked in depth in depth about um, my religion, and I hadn't realized that there was so much that Seventh-day Adventists believe that uh, non-Adventists don't believe. Um, and I remember that we, we were, he was actually coming to see me, and it was like two days before his flight. And, you know, we had this conversation, and I remember the next day he asked me, basically he said that, I would need to renounce my religion and renounce occultism. Um, and at that time, I felt like that was ir- that would have been irresponsible for me to do. Um, one, because I don't know much about any other religion. And I've, I believe that when you renounce something, you also have to receive something in its place. And I was not in a position where I felt comfortable renouncing my religion and then receiving some other religion that I just don't know. I don't know anything about for a guy. Um... And this experience was really weighty on me, and it really took a toll on my relationship with God. I really had to fight just to crack open the Word of God, y'all, just to read His Bible, um, or even to pray. I, I, it was a struggle getting in my closet, getting on my knees, opening my mouth to pray. Because now, I've always felt a calling specifically rooted here in the Adventist church. And now you're asking me to renounce the one thing that I feel called to. The one thing I felt called to was the Adventist church. I was considering going to, um, call back to school to get my master's in divinity. To preach, to speak God's word, you know? and do God's handiwork. And I felt that calling and still feel that calling specifically within the Adventist church. Because I didn't know my why at the time, I didn't understand why everything that had transpired between me and him broke my heart the way it did. I didn't understand why I was so overwhelmed the way I was. I didn't understand why I felt the weight of each and every Adventist person and every Adventist soul that I know. I didn't understand the weight at the time. And let me tell you, it was weighty. And because I didn't understand the weight, I didn't have my why. And I could, I was at this point on thin ice with God. 
I almost lost my relationship with him altogether. God, specifically, is who I'm talking about. But God has revived me. (laughs) He has breathed his breath back into this lifeless body, this lifeless soul (laughs) that has been on mute. He has pressed his tongue upon my tongue and given me words that flow out once more. And I just really had this deep understanding and revelation today when I was on my way home. I was like, God, I didn't understand my why. And it is here in this moment that I'm understanding my why. It's not about just being a bride or being a wife. I stand in the gap and I intercede for my family, my bloodline. I pray prayers that people can't pray for themselves. God shows me things when I'm in prayer about people who are struggling. That's my why. Being here, helping others, being a light to those who need to see God. Sometimes people are just looking to find God and they look to you and they're expecting to find him. Do you know how disappointing it is when you're looking toward God and you expect to find him with someone and you go to that person and you don't see him? God called me to be that light within the church. So there's been a shifting here. (laughs) But let me just say, It's so detrimental not knowing your why when you go into a relationship. Because if I didn't know my why, I think deep down, I've always known I was called to the Adventist church. I would have just renounced something that I was called for. I would have just said, okay, forget it. Cool. I renounced it. I'm not not with it. Let's move on. Let's do something else. And I would have renounced destiny. I would have told God no without realizing it. For a man who's not my man. Because <laughs> we're not together. And man has moved on, okay? So, make sure you know your why. I say all of that to say, knowing your why is so important. Because if you don't know your why before you are dating or married, you can accidentally find yourself in situations where you're with people that you never should have been with. And you move differently, You entertain different types of people. The people, the men that you would even talk to or consider dating is completely different when you know your why versus when you don't. You do things that you typically wouldn't do when you don't know your why versus when you do. So I encourage everyone, all my beautiful ladies in their seasons of singleness to really dig deeper within their relationships with God or within your relationships with God. Dig deeper. Look within yourself. Understand the things that you love. Understand the things that you are passionate for. Understand the things that you stand up for. Things that about you that you just are, are non-negotiables for you. And understand the why behind it. Let that be what is um, grounding you, what is keeping you disciplined, what is keeping you going, what is motivating you. Um, And I just, I guarantee you, life will be completely different (laughs) in the best way possible when you know what you're moving for, what you're living for, and why you are breathing. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I have been checking my analytics and I see y'all. I see y'all. I really appreciate everyone who has been listening. I appreciate my fellas too because I know this is called All My Single Ladies. But there's actually a strong percentage of men who listen to this podcast and I rock with y'all. I see y'all. I love y'all. Connect with me. My social media is on Instagram at B as in boy. D as in dog, medley, M-E-D-L-E-Y. 
Uh, my DMs are always open to you guys. I love interacting with you all. Um, so yeah, love you guys. See you next time.